Okay, welcome to another edition of a Personal Trader's Guide to Wealth Creation podcast. And uh, this is where we uncover and we explore, I guess, what it really takes to build a successful long-term personal training business. Now, uh, in this edition, I'm going to run solo, so and I know Brad Shepard today. Um, however, what I want to cover off on is a topic that's come up a lot of late. And the topic is, it's mainly based for people that work at a, a big chain gym or out of a gym. So if you run your business out of a facility uh, where you've got members there using the gym, it's not a PT studio, outdoor, etc. cetera, uh, then this is really, this is aimed for, for you guys. And uh, like I said, I've last, uh, I guess, month or so, I've had the same question pop up and that is, um, uh, look, how, how do I really approach people on the gym floor? So... Uh, that's what we're going to cover is how to do that. There's a couple of things that um, we want. I want to cover off from today. Is number one is how do you do that effectively without feeling like you're annoying somebody, interrupting somebody, or hassling somebody, all that kind of stuff. And and normally the reason why uh, a lot of people uh, don't go up and interact with members, etc., is because of a lot of those uh, feelings I met, and potentially a lot of more thoughts and feelings that could pop up um, when when it's time to do that. Uh, you know, when when Brad and I look at um, you know individuals who work at a big chain gym and if they're struggling to uh, you know to to make a decent living from it or run their business effectively, the, you know the number one question we always ask is you know what, how how often throughout the course of the week how many hours are you putting into to prospecting going up and uh, you know connecting with people on the gym floor, talking to people, trying to build your database. Um, and normally the answer comes back the same and it's uh, very little to none. Uh, a, a couple of things we can hear is, you know, we hear all the uh, common objections from the trainers, the, the things that roadblock them right from the start. And we're not saying that these things aren't true, but what we're saying, what I'm saying anyway, is that maybe a, a trainer has tried once or twice to, to go and approach somebody and haven't had the desired outcome or result. That's led to um, you know a decision made at that point. Rather, oh, you know, I don't like that feeling of one. You know, that person didn't give me the response they liked, so I've taken it down as I was annoying them. Um, or the second response is I, I got rejected um, in that sense, and no one really openly says oh, I got rejected, but that's that can be the feeling that can present when you go up to say some of the gym floor, start talking um, to them, and you know we don't get once again the desired outcome. Now, I mean, for most humans, um, you know, the feeling of being rejected or, you know, having a feeling like I'm not good enough is the number one thing that we try to avoid, um, be it known or not. If you take your mind back to, to high school or school, then I can certainly remember, you know, even in year five uh, at primary school, wanting to ask a girl out and I got my friend to go and do it. And uh, sure enough, uh, the um, it came back that if uh, I wanted to ask that girl out, I had to go and do it on my Pat Malone, and so uh, off I went. The only downside for me in that uh, scenario is that, of course, she wasn't alone. She was with about three or four of her friends. It was all giggling going on, and while she said yes, it was quite embarrassing for me. So, you know, for most humans, we've had an experience of putting ourselves out there and, and potentially, you know, not going our way, rejected. So the, the reason I talk about that up front is that that's the first thing to understand. Unless we can overcome that uh, concern or fear, then no matter how good the techniques are that I, um, I or somebody else would give you in terms of, uh, you know, uh, making connections on the gym floor, it won't happen if we're unable to process that. So we, we've got to look at that part first and go right. Okay, my worst case scenario is that I go up to this person, 
and uh, for whatever reason they say no, they're not interested in. And this is at a really basic level. Like I used to teach the, the psychology part of this, you know, in courses that would run for three days. But you don't need three days if you can just really uh, be open to grabbing it right here and now. And the question I ask myself is, okay, well, here's this feeling where my heart's starting to pound. I am feeling a little bit nervous. Um, and if I'm unable to allow myself to just acknowledge and go, well, it's okay for me to feel a bit nervous in this situation, um, then it's we're gonna we're gonna resist and we're gonna um, suppress those feelings and we'll, we won't do it. We'll go and do something else. We'll go and check emails. We'll get on Facebook. We'll do wherever it is to avoid that feeling. So what we're gonna under first is make it okay that it's okay for you to feel nervous and a bit anxious about going and doing this. Um, secondly, is don't try to fight it. Just acknowledge it. Go well. Here's this feeling. This is the way I'm feeling right now. Um, whereas in my body, just explore it and just allow yourself to keep breathing. So remember to breathe in it, breathe into it, and that'll calm yourself down and it'll stop you getting hijacked by your emotions. And um, normally what will happen is your default um, protection um, pattern will kick in and it'll want you to, to go away and not experience what you think is about to happen. That is no way, man, I'm trying to protect you. Don't go and ask that person you know, anything because there's a good chance you could get rejected. So we're trying to avoid that. So I hope that makes sense on a really basic level. We just got to understand it's okay to feel that way. However, my next question to myself is, am I going to allow this concerned feeling of rejection or failure get in the way of me getting what I want? And here's the thing. This is what I say to people in our seminars. Unless you have a great enough desire or you're clear enough goal or you want it bad enough, Normally, when you get into experience where you feel a bit of, bit of discomfort or you're out of your comfort zone, it'll win out every time. So we've got to make the desire for what we really want big enough to go, you know what, I can cop a bit of rejection, I can cop a no, I can cop a setback. Uh, unless you have that in your mind and you make it clearer and big enough, then normally what will happen is you avoid doing anything that puts you out of your comfort zone. So that's the part, you'll look at it. So when I'm thinking about going and doing something that's out of my comfort zone, what I'm thinking about is actually what it will bring me. So my end goals, and that can be a combination of things. So for me to be able to help more people get in the, the best shape they can be, break through some of their own limitations, I really need to go in, make some contact with people to explore who fits in that category, who would be interested in that category. The second thing then is, okay, well, that's a personal mission and a work mission that I've got that I want to tick off on. Because otherwise, I've got this skill set, I've got this talent that are that is hidden because I'm unable to get myself to go and approach people. So that that would be a shame if that if we can't get past that. The second part is that I have my own life personal goals. So I want, I've got financial goals that um, I want so I can provide the lifestyle for not only me now. I have you know I'm married with with family, so for kids and and things that I want to provide for them and. Not only that, just show them what's possible in life when you put your mind to it. So I'm a walking example for my for my um, family about what you can do. And on the flip side, I'm, I'll be a walking example regardless if it gets spoken on about what happens when you don't go for your goals. So that's, that'll be obvious as well, even if it's not spoken. So they're the things that I think about when I'm, I'm in that position of going, I've got the opportunity to go for it or not. And we've got to be honest with ourselves. And, you know, for people to go, look, in this moment right now, I'm choosing not to go and do it, then that's okay as well. Because when we say I'm choosing to do something rather yes or no, the power lies with us. Now, if we start making some excuses, we start running stories with ourselves, going, oh, I'll just, I'll do it later. I'm just going to go and check these emails and all that. There's a part of us that knows that's absolutely bullshit and that's BS. 
and it gets recorded down in our internal subconscious system that says, you know, hey, you're not you're not really serious about fulfilling your goals and dreams. So we've got to be mindful of that. However, if someone said, look, in this moment, I'm choosing not to go and do it, that means tomorrow you can also choose to do it, that the power was lying with you, that we weren't making excuses. So the most important part in all that is that you're choosing to do something. Don't make up excuses. Don't run a story on yourself. Just say, right now, I'm choosing not to do it. So that's the first part of this before we even get into the technique side of it and how to go and approach somebody on the gym floor. Those parts need to be addressed. You need to be very clear on it. Um, and get yourself to the point where you go, you know what, the worst thing that's going to happen, just explore it. The worst thing that happens is this person's going to say no. Hey, may I might feel a little bit bad, but I can choose not to feel bad. I can just choose that it wasn't the right thing for this person, that you know, it wasn't the right fit, that they just weren't interested in. We've got to remember not to take this stuff personally as we did as a kid. So as a kid, we, we didn't know any better, so we took all of this stuff, rejection stuff, that people said no personally. We made it about us. So just say, we can just say, uh, separate the emotion and separate it being personal and saying, you know what, this is just someone saying no, that's their go, I'll give them right. So I have the right to ask and they have the right to say no. All right, so that's that's that part in, um, in a nutshell taken, taken care of. The next part is like if you are in a gym environment and you are struggling to get sessions and clients, we'll look at, well, you would feel nervous if you don't, haven't really practiced the art of communication or persuasiveness um, or interacting with people. So that should be a clue for you. If, you. if that's something that's not comfortable for you, you need to start learning from people who are good at it. So who are the people that are, are confident, have a good skill set in going up and approaching people and talking to people um, and starting to build what I call a database. So the first part of it is even if you go and say, you were going to go and speak to me in the gym floor, you notice my, my, my training style, you, you have something you had to offer, you just go and make a conversation. We'll get to the more scripted how to do that in a second. But even if I wasn't interested uh, right now getting a training, getting training or trained by you, um, you know, the next phase is like, hey, look, okay, so now's not the right time uh, for you to do something. Would you be interested in me following up with you at a later date, maybe sending you some really good tips and info on, you know, how to increase your strength in your bench press, things like that, that you, you found out about me that would be of value. And that person will say yes or no. Once again, if they say no, that's cool. But if they say yes, that's a really important thing because we're actually trying to build a database. So a database of people that, regardless if they do business with you right now or then in the future, that you're starting to build a relationship with them. And my experience with having a database that you look after, and by look after, I mean you are sending them regular information, hints and tips and content, is that at some point when the time's right for them and they hear the right bit of information, they'll contact you and they'll be ready to do business. So it's this whole thing about uh, you know, with the databases, it's it's the ability to, to grow a database to two, three, four hundred, however many people you can, so you can feed yourself and your family, your business for a lifetime. The problem is if you only don't you don't have a database, and all you're trying to do is get clients right now today, which is cool. That's what a lot of businesses are doing. You also need to be building a database as well. But if you only just have the clients you have now, you do no external marketing lead generation or, or building your database. What happens when those clients or sessions drop off? You go into a state of panic, right? And you go into a state of panic because now you've got to try to find people cold again, you know, or fresh, and it uh, can be stressful. While that's happening, your income drops, declines, and it's not a good experience. And it's a bit of a cycle that can go throughout the years, all years. So if you've got a database of people, though, that you've been sending good content, 
good information and staying in contact with by email, um, communication, they follow you on Facebook or YouTube channel, whatever it is, however they're following you, but you do have their details, then what you'll find is that it'll all organically sort itself out. So if you want, you have a few sessions, sessions drop off, but you don't really need any more sessions at the moment, if you've got a database of people, you can go out and make an offer to these people that you have a spot opening up to do some training with you and you'll have two, 300 people that uh, have been sitting there that are ready to go, or, but they're not all of them, but you'll have, a, you know, out of, out of two or 300 people on a database, you only need three or four people that are ready to go right now. So I hope I've explained that clearly enough that the idea of building a database is really the foundations of your business. If you don't have one, then you're making work a lot harder for yourself. Uh, if you're going to build a team of trainers to work underneath you, a database is just essential because these are the these are the methods. This is the main method for you to start building up your team of trainers as well. So you've got to be continuously building up a database. Anyway, so uh, getting back to um, how to approach people on, on the gym floor. If we've taken care of the first bit, we've acknowledged the rejection part. We've talked to ourselves about why we're going to choose a big enough why to get over that and go and do it. We've looked at the fact that, hey, if we're not good in the certain skills of approaching people, then what we really need to do, that's a clue, is that we need to go and get better at communication, how to approach people, how to get a conversation going, how to talk to people, how to be relaxed under that set of circumstances so you don't feel like you know, you're a salesperson. And remember, your job when you first go up to somebody is not to sell to them. That's not what you're doing. And so if you are going in with that mentality, you are going to be stiff, you are going to be uncomfortable, you are going to put more pressure on yourself and it'll come across in that fashion. And so someone can read it as all you're trying to do is you know, get their, their, their wallet from their back pocket. So let's move now to uh, you know, what, is the, what is the approach, how do we do that? And I'll give you just my example. And uh, this example comes from a time when I wasn't even a trainer anymore. I'd, I'd moved on. I wasn't training anybody solely, solely, solely and solely working for Create PT Wealth, running this company. Well, I'm at, a, I'm at the, a gym, and um, it's not important which gym I'm at. Uh, I travel a lot, um, so it was a gym. It was a gym interstate, and uh, I was on the treadmill, and I was just warming up before I was getting to my workout. And I look over um, to the gym area, which was, you know, it was over to the left-hand side of where I was. And I could see a lady on the lap pull down. And, you know, she she was definitely, um, you could tell, was new to the gym. Um, she'd obviously, hadn't, to me, hadn't been there that long. And she's doing the lap pull down. She's pulling the lap pull down where, you know, you've, you've probably all seen it, where someone who's not really familiar with doing the exercise will pull it all the way down so the shoulders rotate forward, the elbows go out towards the back the back wall and the bar ends up somewhere, you know, towards the stomach. So highly ineffective. And, and I'm, for me, even now that I'm not training anybody, if I, I see someone who I can tell is really keen to get into it, really wants to get the results, but struggling technically, I, I, I feel obliged to go over and, and help them out. And so I stopped my workout. I've walked over to her. She just finished the set and I introduced myself. So I said, oh, I'm Jason. Um, and of course, when someone introduces them, you they normally introduce themselves back, and that's what she did. She she said her name, and I said uh, I said, look, looks like you're really getting stuck into your workout. Looks like you're really really having a good go here. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. 
And I said, look, uh, I, I couldn't help but notice, I was over on the treadmill, I couldn't help but notice that um, the way you're doing that exercise may not um, be, as, uh, you might not be getting the most benefit out of it as you could be. I was wondering if you'd be open to me giving you just some suggestions to make sure that you're really maximizing this, this particular workout or this, this exercise. And you have to look, if we just pause all the way I said it, I was seeking permission first uh, to, to her, for me to give her that feedback. Uh, and of course, the way I phrased it, saying get, giving you the most beneficial results from doing it, it's of course going to leave someone going, well, yeah, of course, you know, who doesn't want to get the most out of it? Uh, first thing, first, uh, you know, we're building the rapport, I introduced myself, um, you know, I gave some praise saying she's really getting into it. Um, as she gave me permission, I then was asking her, and, and this wasn't, of course, I wasn't trying to sell, and this is my whole point, I was just doing what I did um, organically without even knowing it, and that was I was building rapport and finding out more information. I asked how long she'd been at the gym for, and um, at this point, she'd only been there for her second week. I said, oh, excellent, congratulations, and I asked her, what got you here, you know, what, what, what got you to join the gym, you know, was this... What was the main motivation? And you know, she told me her goals of you know, getting in shape. So I started to get this information from her about what she was here. And I said, oh, okay, that's excellent. And um, I you know, asked her, I said, have you, have you been given any guidance? Uh, you know? And she said, no, not really. I, I just, she said, I thought I'd just give it a go on my own first and you know, see how I go. And then if I needed any help, you know, I, I would look at a train and all the rest of it. I said, okay, cool. And um, I said to her, look, um, well, look, let me, um, let me just show you the exercise. So I pause there, and I, and I pause there for a reason without going too much into trying to overcome the objection about not having a trainer at this point. <coughs> and I said, look, and I explained the exercise too. I said, look, I just showed, look, I said, look, here's how you were doing it. Uh, I explained the, the concerns and the issues around that and how, you know, the, the potential damage it could do. Uh, and then uh, I, what I did was I explained the, the purpose of the exercise. So again, I got her to really understand it. And I said, look, the purpose of this exercise is what it does is really builds these muscles. So I asked her, I said, do you understand what, what muscles you're actually targeting by doing this? And she didn't really have any idea. She thought the arms were the main one and shoulders, etc. And so I explained to her that, you know, I said, what we're trying to actually achieve here and you know, um, without boring you guys with the details, I, I explained the main thing is that if you get a little bit of definition through the back area, it's targeting this area, helps to make the waist look smaller. And, I, and using using what I believe would be of interest to her, so without going too scientifically in it, what I knew from what she told me about her goals, about trimming up, toning up, uh, smaller waist, all that stuff, I, I painted that picture of what this exercise would do for her so she could visualize that, number one, to get better results, but also, um, you know, without me knowing I was doing it, uh, was was really selling in the benefits of using someone who knows what they're talking about. And so after she did that, we went through the gave her a go and all the rest of it. Before I could even go further into it, she said to me, um, are you a trainer, a personal trainer? And I said, uh, I am, but I, I, I don't work. And I said, I actually don't live in this state. I'm here with work. She goes, oh, that's a shame. I said, why is that? And she said, well, because I would, I would um, re really consider getting you as my trainer. Um, you know, I said, okay, why is that? She said, oh, well, the fact that you took the time to come over and um, at your own workout time saw me, gave me that help, that guidance, um, and, you know, really helped me. And I said, well, there are a couple of trainers um, just there. And I said, I know them because I've, I come here to this gym a bit when I'm traveling. And so I can go and introduce you to them if, if you like. And she said, those guys, she said, they've been there the whole time, I've been training and uh, just chatting to each other and didn't take the time to come over and, 
help me out even though it was obvious I was doing the exercise incorrectly. So, yeah, here's the biggest point is that if you're on the gym floor, you're working on the gym floor, if you spend an hour, you know, once a day or in your quiet time, just looking for the people that really are need, needing help. So, you know, it's probably, it's probably, and this is a generalization, going over to some, um, you know, young male who's deadlifting 200 kilos and, you know, might not be the best ideal person. You Not to say that you wouldn't because, hey, maybe they could do with a bit of help and guidance if they're doing something incorrectly. But you can look at who, who who would really be your ideal client. Like, so for this example, this lady was would be ideal for when I was training people um, and she would have fit into our business quite nicely. And the other part is that what you could see was I was just offering some assistance. And it's this principle of Brad and I in at Create Pity Wealth where you go, give first to then receive. So give first, then receive. My only agenda was to help her find out really what she came to the gym, gym, the gym for. And then once you do that, once you find out the information, then you can lead your way into offering a solution. And I call it find out a problem first. Her problem were a few. One is that she had no clue about how to achieve her goal. So she wasn't even 100% clear on what her goal was. Second thing was she didn't understand how to exercise correctly or properly, so that was gonna limit the results she's gonna get. Three, when I started talking to her after that process that you heard me talk about, she had no idea about nutrition, about what she should be eating, all the rest of it. And so this will lead me back into the conversation with her after that part she asked me about the trainer. So she said, no way would I use those guys. Um, they're just standing around. They obviously got very little interest in what um, I'm here to do. Now, that could have been true or not. Once again, I think these guys just don't know what we're talking about. What a missed opportunity. Now, if I was a trainer at that gym, then that would have been a client for me without even trying. After these are the questions I did ask her. I said, look, um, have you ever joined a gym before and not stuck at it or got the results? She said, yes. And I said to her, what, what, made, what makes you think this time will be any different? And she said, well, I, look, I don't really know. So that was problem number one. I said, look, the stats show, and I said, I've been in the industry for a long time, the stats show that people that come to the gym with no real clear goal, um, no real idea about how to train effectively and officially, no idea, very little idea about how to structure their eating to get the results, lose motivation really quickly and give up. And she goes, yeah, I can relate to that. I said, well, look, my advice would be, why, why repeat that cycle? Why repeat that pattern whether, when there is a, a solution for it? And she said, okay, what's the solution? So the solution is really getting someone who understands what you need to be able to achieve. Someone who's got the expertise, the knowledge. And so I was selling in the whole idea of getting a personal trainer. There was nothing in it for me, but I was telling what I would do if I was in the hunt for a new client. So she's going, yeah, okay, yeah, that definitely makes sense. And uh, I said, you know, next thing I said, so the, the reality is, is that joining the gym is probably 10% of the overall solution for you. I said 10% was, that was the first step. It was great that you joined the gym, but the gym is not the answer. I said the, the, the gym is a feature of where you're gonna, you're gonna try to achieve these results. I said not try, you're gonna, you're gonna achieve these results. However, unless you get these other pieces of the puzzle in place, unless you really understand the most effective way to train to get the results you're after, have someone to keep you on track, some guidance to make sure you are training effectively, you better check in regularly and test to make sure you're on, on the right path, then the chances are a good, there's a good chance you could fail again or take a lot of time to do it. And you know, that would be, you know, that would be a shame if that happened again. So you can see what I was really doing is bringing up the potential road, 
roadblocks for her to be able to get into shape. Um, then the next thing is I talked about the eating. I said, now look, the other part is, is piecing sort of together about the eating side of it and what's the most effective eating regime for you, how we're gonna manage that, how, how it's gonna get your results. And so what I, what I did, if we rewind the clock, is I went over, built rapport, introduced myself, offered, if um, got seek permission to see if she'd be okay with me, giving her some guidance about how to make her training more effective, found out what she actually wanted to be achieving, found out the problems that she was up against, potential problems, and then had a solution for it. Now, as it turns out, what I ended up doing was end up you know, designing a program for her. I had a, I had a mate who was a good trainer. Um, this was in Melbourne, where I was in Melbourne, and um, I hooked them up together, and um, consequentially, she did her training at his studio, um, but she sold the gym membership, and was very happy with that whole result. So you can see how that whole process can take place. Now it's quite easy, but once again, it's you're, you're gonna put into your, into your calendar, your diary, where you're gonna do that, figure out your approach, look for people who are training incorrectly that aren't getting the results they want. Find out as much about them as you possibly can as your only um, first startup point. So what are they doing the gym for? What are they hoping to achieve? Do they have a clear plan how to do that? Have they joined the gym before? and not got the results they um, they desired, um, you know. And, and once you find information, you can and look at the pro potential problems that they have. Then you have a, you can solve them, have a solution from as I just went through. Then, and you know, talk about your mission. So my really, what I'm really passionate about is helping people that have joined the gym before or attempted to do exercise only not to get the results they want and have a solution for these people's problems. And at very least, like I said, the database. If someone was to say, oh look. <coughs> no, I'm not really interested at the moment. You go, well, that's cool. I, I totally understand. Look, hey, is that something that you know, you'd know be interested maybe down the track? Can we just keep, keep in contact with you? I can send you some good information, add you to my emailing newsletter. Um, in that newsletter, there's heaps of really good tips and hints and information. However, at the end of that convo, and I've, I've probably just um, jumped a step, so if I go back, um, after you've gone through that whole process of finding out their goals, finding out their problems, solving their problems, building that rapport with them, is have a call to action. And the call to action is, um, hey, say, say um, I'm talking to this potential lady and I say, look, what I'm doing is I'm offering, um, I'm offering you the chance to sit down with me. Um, we can book you in for a, a 35 uh, to 45 minute conversation where I'll run through exactly, uh, you know, find out more in, in more detail about your goals, desires, what you want to achieve, find out um, how we can, I can provide a solution for those problems. And if that feels like something that um, you know feels right for you and right for me at the same time, then uh, I can explain to you how I've helped other people, just like yourself, get into shape. And so that's a way to build up your client base, but also a way to approach people on the gym floor. So the main thing is just go through the whole process. And then at the end, you are really looking to book that person into a consult, um, you know, find out when the best time for them is and, and book that person in. Make sure you get the details so you can follow up day before. If it's the day before they're gonna do the consult, send them an SMS, show really good customer care, good customer service. And then of course, I'm assuming in this one, in this audio podcast that you have uh, a, a really good sales process down pat. And what I mean by that is that you can convert at least nine out of 10 sales appointments. Uh, if you don't, well guess what your next learning step is and that is to get good at having your predictable sales system in place. So for those of you who are working at the big chain gyms and uh, you have uh, not been 
certain about how to go about it. Uh, this, I hope this uh, podcast has shed some light on really what you need to do. My last tip and my advice would be that within your calendar, just put where you're going to spend the time to go and prospect people on the gym floor. And there's no point sitting around uh, complaining or being stressed about not having enough clients if you aren't actively going and using this. You've got people right in front of you that are potential clients. The difference between working at a gym and having a studio or working outdoors is that for those people that work in a studio or outdoors, they're responsible for finding people in the first place with the marketing. For you, you've got potential clients right in front of you. It's a massive big swish, uh, fishing pond. And if you're not utilizing that, you really are doing yourself a, a disservice and the people that are in front of you a disservice. So have a bit of courage, follow the steps we talked about and start to offer something of value to these people and start to book appointments in so people can sit down with you and you can explain how you can actually help them achieve your goals. The whole next part is making sure that your sales process is in place. Now look, if you're sitting there listening to this and you go, it's all been good, um, but I know I even need more training that. My, my recommendation for you, so I don't do you a disservice, is that if you haven't been along to one of our two-day business building workshops, look, I highly recommend you get there. I highly recommend that you get to one of our two-day events. So we run them in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, and Perth at this stage. So what I would do is go to www.createptwealth.com.au, click on the seminar or the bootcamp um, part of that uh, website, and uh, you know, really find out more information about the workshop themselves. But more importantly, get yourself along to it. Every day, every week that you are struggling in your business, is not only costing you money, but potentially could put you out of business. What you have to remember is that you are a personal trainer by technician, so you've learned to be that. However, you, if you're in business working for yourself, even if you're a solo independent operator, you're not a personal trainer, you're a business owner. And the next part is that you're in sales and marketing. That's the business you're really in. And you've got to get great in those two areas if you really want to go forward. Now, like any business, Unless you get good in those areas, once again, you're letting yourself down, possibly your family down, you're doing your potential clients a disservice because if you can't get your message across effectively and efficiently and show the value in what you do, then you, you could be the best technical trainer out there, but you'll also be the brokest and you'll be the one doing, having the least amount of impact on people's lives. So it ticks all the boxes. You can't rely on simply just podcasts to... Um, give you all the solutions you really need to get along our workshops go for two days two full days and it's really the, the starting point for anybody or all of our successful students who have come through our program so we've educated six and a half thousand trainers in the last six years and uh, a lot of them hundreds of them go on to further educate themselves in the business understanding that your level of education in business and your knowledge definitely 100% equates to the income the lifestyle and the success you have in business. Anyway, I'll leave that with you. I hope this podcast has um, given you some great tips, um, fuel to go and uh, you know help yourself out in this area if you're in a big chain gym. And I really hope one day I'll see you at one of our two-day business building workshops.